Welcome, and you're listening to Geekologist Radio 2.0, a division of the Ninja Pancake family of podcasts. Hey, it's Nick, and welcome to Geekologist Radio 2.0, and this week, there is a lot of gaming news to cover. The Game Awards happened, and a lot of things happened during the Game Awards, more than people were expecting, actually, and we will go over some of the highlights. Also, we are back touching on Fallout 76 and some of the highs and lows that Bethesda... Why can I ever say Bethesda? I always sound like my tongue. I bit my <laughs> tongue or something. Bethesda, and can they dig a big enough hole to hide their leaks? <laughs> And I still can't say Bethesda, so I don't know why I'm, t- I'm talking bad about Beth, the company in that line. Bethesda. Bethesda. <laughs> Bethesda. <laughs> and before before I knew I had written this line, so before I was saying the word over and over again, I was like, no, I can say this because I always stumble over it. And nope, I stumbled over it again. <laughs> so this week, guys, I am here with Rez. For everybody that knows Rez, Rez is somebody that I met over at the Hot Drop Podcast Discord and been playing a lot of PUBG with. And Rez has been on with us for the streaming show, because Rez also is a streamer. And then he has been with us for the Fallout 76 show. And when actually me and Rez did a little portion of a Hot Drop podcast, when one of the uh, members of the show was out on their honeymoon. So me and Rez picked up some slack to help out, but we wanted to help out really. We were kind of excited to be on there. But uh, we picked up. And since then, I really like recording with Rez. I really like talking with Rez. So after talking to Damien, my brother, we wanted to bring Rez in as a full member of Geekologist Radio. And so last week we had some complications, so I put out the Marvel thing. So this week, it's me and Rez. Rez is a full-fledged, full, full-fledged member of Geekologist Radio, which I'm really excited about. Uh, Rez, tell people a little bit about yourself there, buddy. Yeah, uh, well, thank God I wasn't a full-fledged member of Bethesda, because you would have had to say two words at the same time. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I was the first on on the, the streaming episode, and and we talked, uh, we had an awesome chat about streaming, and it's it's funny, because last week, you know, I had to, uh, I wasn't able to record due to me kind of failing with my balance. So uh, go back to that episode, listen to it, Heed my words, and uh, don't do what I did and not keep that balance. So anyway, but yeah, so no, I I, I um I am kind of streaming a little bit off and on right now, but uh, at the the downward spiral on Twitch, um, playing Fallout seventy six, playing PUBG when I can, father of two and a husband, and a full time nine to fiver, and uh, and I had to work today. Nick, did you have to work today? Yeah, I worked last night and I worked tonight. Yeah, man, it's it is it is a trek, man. I, I'm feeling it right now. Got up nice and early on Saturday. I don't usually work Saturday mornings, but we had I had to today. So it's uh it's uh that's what I am, man. It's it's playing hard and working hard and trying to. This podcast was started with Damien and some of the OG guys from the Destiny's podcast, or sorry, from Destiny's uh clan uprising uh clan which is also dads of uh destiny which i know you were a part of too yep. res or some type of formation yeah. of that yep. 
And so that was brought together from dads that wanted to play video games, but were dads. And so I'm also a part of the Uprising Dad section of Destiny. I, I like being a part of that clan, and a lot of those guys jump in there and talk about wood. Right now, this week's been a lot about this, like woodworking and what we do outside of you know raising kids mm-hmm. and working. So, you being a nine to five, or I think you just fit right in. Kids, nine to five. Yeah. Try to play games. Try to fit the schedule in. That's us. Yeah, that's de- that's definitely uh, us in a nutshell. But you know, we we do it. I mean, it's it's this day and age. It's not something that's not. It's not a, a teenager's thing anymore, gaming and, and comics nope. and, and uh, movies and shows. And, you know, why not talk about it and, that's, and, and talk about what we love? And it's fun to do. And sometimes we don't get out of the house. <laughs> We're working, raising kids. Mm-hmm. So this is like a social hour for us. So we can talk about things that we're passionate about. Also jump in games and play with some other you know people, especially like, on our Discord, it's small, but I I like it, and I'm I'm glad that like Point Click Dead joined this week, and uh, uh, Red Dog from uh, the Destiny Clan actually joined this week. Uh, Southern uh, Southern Road Dog, sorry, not Red Dog, Southern Road Dog. Uh, I'm I'm really happy when just small amounts of people join because we get different conversation to go. Uh, one of them is Deadly Adler, uh, Deadly Adder. He's in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know the guy personally, but he is very, very positive, and I love that about nice. him. He's positive about everything. And so we were talking about things that happened during the Game Awards, like the announcement of a new Marvel Alliance game, which you're going to touch on, which I'm excited about. He's excited about. And he's also watching like the Titans uh, live-action uh, DC show from the DC streaming service, which I'm also watching because I'm a big fan of Robin. So he's watching us. I'm like, dude, you got to keep up with me so we can talk about this. So on that note, join the Discord. It will be in the show notes. Feel free to join. Some things, some days are more, more things are happening than others. But also check us out at Geekologist Radio at ninjapancake.com. Uh, the web at ninjapancake.com. We mentioned the website. We are talking to our website guy. Um, we had a conversation with him this week. We keep saying that, but things happen. We're dads, and he's a dad also. But he's a great web designer, so we are going to fix that and get that up and going. Please like us and rate us on iTunes or wherever you find your podcast. First thing I need to do is just do like a little addendum because I did a show last week uh, about a half hour and I was talking about Marvel and Netflix and the Disney streaming service and what, what is going on? What is happening over there? Because it has came out this week, Rez, that Daredevil, especially season three, it was the third highest rating show on Netflix now. And so on that point, I was like, man, everything that I've talked about if this this keeps up with that. Why did they cancel the show? And then Matthew Ball, an ex-head of strategy for Amazon Studios, sent out all these tweets. And as soon as I was done reading them, I was like, oh, he's yeah. right. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there yeah. it is. And everything I said was maybe wrong. <laughs> yeah. But I had I had formed my own opinion through all this information because there was a ton of it. And some of it, what, what I said was still holds up um, the fact that Hulu could pick up these series and, and continue them. And that's still the most likely avenue for our Defender series on Netflix, which I hope continues. Also, the DC streaming service app disney plus definitely is not going to pick up they said it multiple times they do not want dark content which i don't understand because they're making a loki streaming you know series on there with tom which is great i'm so for it but that's got to be a little dark right all right so this is from matthew ball on netflix one on netflix marvel cancellation there seems to be some nuance that missing which tells you a lot about the future of ott video in 2019 i'm sure both sides wanted a renewal but the absolute, not just relative value, and both sides continue to decline, and thus no more. 
Netflix reportedly holds the right to keep renewing these shows, irrespective of Disney's preferences. Disney may be entering Netflix territory with Disney+, Plus, but that didn't drive the cancellations. Netflix was making a, a rational decision based on quality, cost, and viewership. Now, the cost and viewership and the quality he continues to talk about because it was too expensive to make Daredevil. And Netflix is used, is buying their own IPs now and kind of making these romantic comedies and kind of pushing those out for young girls and boys. And that's kind of who's watching Netflix at a high volume now. I mean, we only have so much time like we talked about. The, real, the reality is these shows were unpresentable. Uh, unpresentably, why can I say that word? These shows were expensive, damn it. <laughs> Man, I am fumbling my words tonight. Netflix reportedly paying 60% markup. So, I mean, money talks, guys. 60% markup? I mean, that's reported. That's what he's saying. But I had not seen that before when I did the show last week. And that's a big number. So, right there, guys. It's just cost over value. It is a high streaming show. A lot of people were watching it. But like I stated last week on the podcast, and if you have not listened to it, go back and listen to it, please. Is I stated that people that were watching the Defender series were not new subscribers. They were subscribers that were checking out the Defender series or subscribers that were fans of the Defender series. If they canceled the Defender series, which they're going to after Jessica Jones Season 3 and Punisher Season 2 that come out next year, those those people that are streaming Netflix and subscribe to Netflix, they're going to stay there as Netflix subscribers. So it's just kind of a cost over, you know, what can we make cheaper and still get subscribers. Yeah, you said it or he said it. It's exactly right. I mean... While Daredevil was a, a popular show and it was a successful show, the grand scheme of things, Netflix don't doesn't need it. It doesn't need it for the amount of money they were paying out, and it's that's so it's too bad because I and again I don't have the comic background of the history of Daredevil and and but I truly enjoyed watching the shows. Like I, you know, not not spoiling the, the end, but whatever happened to the. Uh, the bad guy the last episode like i didn't it that didn't mean anything to me it meant things it meant <laughs> things to other people what he turns into but um you know it didn't mean anything to me but i truly enjoyed the ebbs and flows of that season i thought it was a great season daredevil season three was amazing and you're talking about poindexter the fbi agent who can throw literally anything <laughs> and hit anybody from any direction and that's and that's a villain in the comic books as bullseye and so he was becoming bullseye in the, in, which is a person with with multiple personalities. A lot of times, it's he's been written up a couple of different ways, but that's basically the lore of bullseye. Matthew Ball also states, and we're at tweet number ten now, and I'm just kind of sliding through these guys because this will take all night if I was going through each one. But you can check out Matthew's Ball's Twitter account, and you can look all these up yourself. And also, I have retweeted them myself. Netflix reportedly wanted to shorten the seasons, thereby reducing the total spin, improving retention and quality. Netflix shows, especially the Marvel ones, are famously bloated from 13 episodes. And that's kind of an issue with me because, Rez, have, did you watch Luke Cage Season yeah. 2? Yeah. I and Luke Cage Season 2 and Iron Fist Season 2, I felt like you could cut out four episodes that I can get the same story. I liked Iron Fist Season 2. I think you mentioned this last, I think the way that it flowed for people was correct. People didn't like uh, season one for, for Iron Fist, liked season two. I did. That was me. I, I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, Iron Fist. What did I say? Season Fist? Whatever. Um, but uh, Luke Cage <laughs> season two, I didn't quite like the ending. I didn't understand. I was like, it didn't make sense to me. I, I, I thought it was kind of like a, a shortcut. And I don't know. I don't know. I didn't enjoy it at all. 
Luke Cage season two, they had you, they had you at the end wanting to care about some of the characters from the beginning. I just didn't care about at all. And a lot of them revolved around Cottonmouth and the club. Well, Cottonmouth passed away in season one and he was such a good villain. And soon as he passed away, it ruined that side of the show for me from all the way to the end. Shades was terrible. I couldn't stand. And I liked the actor from Sands of Anarchy and I can't think of his name right now. But he was just absolutely terrible. I didn't like it. And that's the same thing with Iron Fist for me. I never liked the actress that played... Uh, uh, yeah, I don't... Yeah. Uh, Con- What's her name again? <laughs> well, th- I shouldn't have brought it up if I didn't know her name. But yeah, I, d- I couldn't stand yeah. the actress. So some characters I just she didn't never care fit. about. Uh, it never fit. Like, she, she didn't fit. She's supposed to be in there. And I get why she's in there. And you can see that at the end of Iron Fist Season 2... Uh, why she's actually in part of the story. I just thought the act. I, I'm sorry. Let me clarify. Her actress, the actress, doesn't fit the the role. I felt like it, I didn't like her as the as the character. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel too. I felt like the actress just didn't portray the character good enough for me, or she just didn't fit. Yeah. Also, I didn't like Finn as as Iron Iron Fist. I just didn't like him, and that was hard for me from the start. And I liked Iron Fist, but again, like you said, I didn't grow up really reading the Iron Fist comics. I'm more, you know, I, I, some of Luke Cage, some JJ, but not really. I am still looking forward to Jessica Jones Season 3. That's one of the better shows on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And Punisher was fantastic. Yeah. John Berthal is just Punisher to me. I've said this last week. I'm in love with the guy. You know, Walking Dead, everything like that. So we will look forward to that, guy. So on the Netflix Marvel thing, of course money talks. Of course it's going to go that direction and they're just bloated episodes it, it they set it out there luke cage season two they wanted to be 10 episodes and marvel tv which is underneath marvel studios wanted to be 13 episodes of course they did but the netflix did not want to pay for 13 episodes so at the end it just comes to an end and it's unfortunate but we'll we'll, we'll continue and hopefully daredevil will move somewhere else and yeah, we'll find hopefully some new stuff to watch on netflix um you know, I, I always listen to, I always watch, you know, the chat rooms and, and the Discord to see, because you guys are always suggesting stuff to watch, and uh, I've been making a list, and I'll, and I'll be catching up on a lot of those things. I mean, I'm wrapping up Narcos Mexico. Um, oh, yeah. I, I actually, <laughs> trying to wrap up F is for Family. I really kind of like that. I love Bill Burr. Uh, so I, I've been I've been watching that the past couple of days, and I'm, about, I'm probably almost caught up to the end I don't, it's one of those shows that i just throw it on i have no idea right now what season what episode i'm on because it just goes right to the next one i have no idea but i i, I absolutely love bill burr and uh when he loses he blows his top it's uh it's always funny to me so i've been catching up on that show but then i'm gonna get into the other stuff that you guys have been recommending yeah that and see to your point right there you're talking about efforts for family narcos and people that we're subscribing for Marvel. They're not because there's other shows that are just as fantastic. Narcos, the first two seasons, I have not started season three. Or are we on season four it's, now? Yeah, season. It was three seasons in Colombia, so now it's the first season in Mexico. Yeah, so the first three seasons of Narcos were, I mean, the first one especially, just using old footage to tie yeah. in with the new yep. footage. They did that the first two seasons uh, heavily with uh pablo escobar mm-hmm. that was incredible i love narcos uh last year in our end of the year review show that was definitely one of my top 10 shows so i definitely have to watch season four before we do the end of the review show because it's probably going to be back in there again uh and then on the f is for family stuff netflix when bill burr wrote this and wanted to produce this with netflix he just wanted to do one-offs 
and Netflix talked him into continuing the story. Mm-hmm. And he said it was the be- one of the best things that Netflix had talked mm-hmm. him into because he said they didn't give him a lot of notes. They let him kind of free form yeah. it and, and do what he wanted. Yeah. It, I think it's one of the best things that he took out of them is is continue the the storyline because it's great, yeah. man. I mean, just hit exactly how his comedy is and 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 his reactions to things. It's right into the father of that show and threatening to put you know, his fucking kid through the wall. It's just it, it just it's straight up Bill Burr, and uh, it's just oh, I, I recommend it. I mean, it's just it's one of those things. It's not like it's it's not belly laughs all the way through. Like I'm not like I'm not dying laughing. But there's just scenes where I'm like, oh, and and, and, and and Bill Burr carries it through. I don't think it would work for me if it wasn't Bill Burr. Yeah, it's funny because it's 1970s and what we're kind of in the day and age now doesn't really fit for the narrative of what was going mm-hmm. on in the Hollywood scene yeah. and the Me Too movement and everything. But that table scene, I know what you're talking about, where he says he's going to throw his son through the table. I was laughing stupidly. Yeah at work because I was on my lunch break and I was just cracking up because it was just, he was losing his, he was losing his top and he was going to kill everybody in the house. And that's why we love Bill Burr. All right, so now we're going to move on to Top Stories of the Week. And Top Stories of the Week is really just gaming because the Game Awards happened this week. And me and Rez both slept through them or we missed yeah. them or we didn't watch them. Uh, Silver Soul Gaming, a uh, member of the Geekologist Radio, was streaming the show. I haven't gone back and actually watched her stream. I really I really need to. But we do have this Top Stories of this week and from Gaming Awards. And we kind of just wanted to touch on them real quick. And at the end, we're just going to go through some of the Game Award winners and losers. Because the Game Winner of the Year is something that I predicted and something that I wanted. And then another game came out, Red Dead Redemption 2. And I was like, oh, that's pretty <laughs> tough now. I'm not really sure which way I'm going to call this now. But my initial thought was it was going to be God of War. And God of War is my most favorite series. And I just... I I just spoiled it, but oh well, because I was too excited. <laughs> All right, first thing, first thing I was, we're just going to touch on real quick is that Epic launches its stream competitor and launches its own system, just like Steam has, not stream, Steam has already what I looked up on their forums and looked up on Reddit. It seems to be working okay. Um, some people have complained that it's a little... The layout, it's a little sloppy or beta-ish. Mm-hmm. I heard a couple things. I have not checked it out personally myself. I don't even use Steam that much myself. Have you checked it out yet, Rez? I don't PC games, so I I've, I mean, I know what, obviously I know what Steam is, and, and I haven't yeah. seen the layout for Epic, but, you know, I'm not kind of, I don't think I'm surprised that it might seem a little beta-ish. I mean, you know, it's, it's they're going into this uh, new area, and they'll probably tighten it up. I mean, Epic usually usually works pretty well and they, and, they, and they make good decisions so i i'd expect them to tighten it up and make it look good but I, I mean i haven't heard anything horrible going wrong no i haven't heard anything horrible i just read a couple a couple snippets uh epic this is from epic epic made a big long and uh, obviously epic is making fortnite so fortnite's huge people are going to the launcher anyways to start up fortnite i have epic on my computer because my son plays fortnite on my computer all the time he wants to be really good at the game and i think he spends too much time on the game but also i'm a gamer so it's hard there's the balance again can't say anything but epic made a big splash earlier this year when it announced it would be opening a digital storefront for pc and mac games to compete with valve steam and now it's live and actually a surprise during the game awards it brought out some new titles and old, old hits like super meat boy newer titles like darksiders 3 but also ashen now ashen has been in development for four years now and this game, we I kind of been looking forward to because it was an Xbox exclusive in 2014. It actually is launching on Xbox. 
Xbox and uh, Epic's new game store this week. I'm looking forward to Ashen now, and I might check it out on, since I already have the launcher, I might check it out on Epic's game store. And let me see, I want to see how it looks on there. It might be fun to play on there. Yeah, so that's a new surprise coming out of the Game Awards was Epic's new game store launcher, which I wasn't expecting at all. Now, the next one is something that I have played and beat earlier this year, and I have not beaten a lot of Far Cry games. I have played a couple of them. Far Cry 5 kind of came at the right time for me this year. It kind of came before God of War came out. I was kind of slowing down on PUBG at the time, and at launch, I was like, you know what, let me pick this up and, and play, and I really fell in love with the story. We reviewed it earlier this year where it does kind of get long and the missions kind of are the same and you kind of grind through the same story stuff. But the the overall storyline is really, really compelling. And so Far Cry 5 continued just a story 17 years later with a post-apocalyptic sequel. This is really interesting to me and it's something I didn't know I was going to want, but now I kind of want it. And if you haven't played Far Cry 5, a little bit of a spoiler is that you're fighting a, a religious cult led by Joseph Seed. And at the end of Far Cry 5, you detonate a series of nuclear warheads and actually you kind of blow up the whole city that you're protecting the whole time. And you're trying to stop this religious nutcase from taking over this countryside. And at the end of the game, you blow it up. You can end Far Cry 5 a couple different ways, but the way I ended it is that I saved myself and blew up the city on accident. I wasn't really trying to. I actually felt bad about it afterwards. <laughs> But now I can see why they had the ending, have the detonation. Because if you had that, then you can go ahead and play this 17 years later and play the, this new version of Far Cry 5. Mm-hmm. Now that's going to be released. That's going to be released in 2019 for 39.99. I thought the price seemed pretty interesting. I'm like, again, I haven't been, I haven't played the game, but that kind of stuck out to me, um, and uh, I, I was, it was nice to see. Uh, nice to see a game going to be starting at 39.99. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting too because it is a continuation so they're probably just playing it on it's almost like red dead one and then the zombie mode hey it was just like a dlc but you're basically playing the same world it's just kind of switched so i'm interested in it and it's something i didn't know i wanted yes that makes sense if it is the same environment the same world but i'm assuming it's you know obviously decimated yeah it's not a full rebuild it's almost like you know if you change the map on fortnite and you blow up like one side of it which they do a lot to adjust the map for fortnite players here here's a hole in the ground everybody gets so hyped up (laughs) sorry (laughs) i don't play the game myself but my every time there's a new a new bomb that hits some side of the city my kid comes running out dad you should gotta gotta see this map man it's completely different they know how to somehow pull the kids back in oh man that game pass they're weird they're just these small oh this cube is out in the ocean for seven years it's like oh okay it moved a little bit it moved a little bit more all right Hey, they got them hooked, man, because every time a, a battle pass, I think it's called a battle. Yeah, every time a battle pass comes out, uh, my kid is wanting to buy it. With- what does he think about the PVE? I played it, and I was like, this is, I thought it was garbage. I can't get a, I can't get with it, man. I, I just can't. I, I've tried several times to play with him. Yeah. I, I played with him the other night just to hang out with him and play, you know. And I play, I'm terrible, though. I'm just terrible because the game mechanics just don't work for me. That's just the way it is. For him, it works fantastic mm-hmm. for. He wins all the time. He's great. I, I've seen him get 17 kills in a, in a match and win. I, I, I've seen him do solos of like 15 kills, which is crazy. He's a, an insane builder, and that's really what you have to be to be good at that game. All right, so we'll move on to the next story, which is something really big for me because I love Marvel Alliance. That was like 10 years ago now, but Nintendo Switch gets a Marvel-exclusive 
with the Black Order. Now, the Black Order is uh, a group that made Ninja Gaiden and Neo, and they de they're the developers called Ninja. And so they're making Marvel Alliance 3, the Black Order. And it's going to be a Nintendo Switch exclusive. It's going to be, it's going to have an over the shoulder camera. It's going to be a little bit different because the other one was a top view over the shoulder camera and it could be a four player co-op. I'm excited for this. It's on the switch, which I love playing with my kids. That's really the only time I play it. Unless I'm playing Zelda. Mm -hmm. Me and my kids are taking turns playing Mario world or Mario Kart. Uh, we're having a fun, it's kind of like a family night thing, you know? So this is going to be great for me and my 12 year old. Uh, we played Marvel Ultimate Alliance when my 19-year-old was a little kid and my 14-year-old was a little kid. We used to play those together. Uh, I think they've grown up past that now. I don't think they'll play with me, but I still have my 11-year-old, so he will play um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance with me. So I'm excited nice. for that. The other note was that Metroid was supposed... A lot of people were like saying Metroid was supposed to hit Game Awards and they're supposed to be announced, and it still hasn't been announced, so I'm a little sad about that. I'm a big Metroid fan, so come on, Nintendo. Release the game. When is it coming out? Last one real quick is Mortal Kombat 11 has announced its pre-order. It comes December 17th, I believe. And if you pre-order, you get Shao Kahn and you get the beta access. Mortal Kombat 10 was really great. I enjoyed it. I had fun playing with my kids. It gets a little gruesome at times, though. So uh, it, it the graphics just get better and it just gets more brutal. A couple things to point out, though, is that Mortal Kombat 11 will continue the story from the end of Mortal Kombat 10. So if you played Mortal Kombat 10, you will know what I'm talking about. If you do not, look online. I don't want to spoil it right now for anybody that has not seen the trailer for Mortal Kombat 11 yet. The second thing is that NetherRealm is the developers behind Injustice. Injustice 2 had an incorporating its gear system from Injustice 2 into Mortal Kombat 11. So you and the gear system lets you change and create and that's going to be great if you're playing MK11 or and people that grew up with these characters love playing these characters and develop their type of gaming style Mortal Kombat around their character. With the gear system if you played Injustice 2 it will open up Mortal Kombat 11 a little bit more so I am looking forward to that. I am a Mortal Kombat fan. can't remember the last one I have not played. I definitely did not go through and beat Mortal Kombat 10, but I did play a lot of it. Do they really have any fatalities left? Okay, what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What is, what is going to happen? I mean, how, how many times <laughs> can Scorpion torch somebody, pull out their spine... <laughs> Have them get over here. I mean, we saw it in the trailer. I mean, that was that was yeah. pretty fabulous, though. Uh, I really did like that uh, fatality. It was almost like a resurrection slash torpedo get over here. It was pretty. That made me laugh, yeah. though. <laughs> How many more can yeah. they do? <laughs> and as a good point, you have to be yeah. creative about that stuff. So maybe the gear system will open some of that stuff up, and you could change your fatalities. I don't know how deep they're gonna go with that. Uh, do you remember like? I remember going to the arcade and playing Mortal Kombat in the arcade and putting my quarter on the screen like I got next at the Lloyd Center, which is my local mall. We would wait and play, and then you'd have, like, the baby fatalities. Now, if you got the baby fatality down when you beat somebody, that was like, oh, yeah. man, that was like, you know, a great slam dunk yeah. or something. Yeah, I, would, no, I, I stayed away. I watched those people play. Uh, I watched yeah. you play. I did not. I could <laughs> not. I mean, I didn't understand. I never remembered buttons, and I just, I was always, I was a masher. I'll say it. I was a masher. I'll just be like, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it's audio, but that was me smashing the keyboard, everybody. Uh, and, uh, Who's the character off Street Fighter that you could just match? Uh, the sumo wrestler. Yeah, or, or the, the big green guy, too, huh? You just mash that roll or something. Yes. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so no, I watched, but uh, it, Mortal Kombat definitely was a, it's, it's a fun game. 
uh, it was always frustrating for me because I was very bad. And uh, every time I try to play the computer, I would get like maybe four or five matches in, and then I'm, and then I'm getting killed all over and over again. But uh, definitely looking forward to a. I I always love. Again, I haven't played too many of the Mortal Kombat games, but I always definitely check out the YouTube video of all the fatalities back to back. And uh, I'll, I'll be lo- I'll be looking forward to that video. I loved Mortal Kombat. I think it was seven where I got really good at it, and I was just getting like the ten to twenty hit combos down. But that takes so much time and dedication yeah. that I just don't really have the time anymore to really practice. And I don't have the uh, the joypad anymore that I used mm-hmm. to have because you kind of need the arcade setup to really be really great at it. You can get which I've bought before for uh capcom versus marvel you can get the specialized controllers that have the layout that you need for your hands um i have gotten rid of that controller so for mk11 i might be looking for another joypad or something if i want to jump back into it that deeply we'll see how well the game is next up we're just going to go through some of the game awards winners and losers and we have some highlights for you guys. And we're not going to go through music of the year or anything like that. We're not going to go through the list. I mean, they have like creator of the year, like Ninja from streaming. I mean, okay, great. Good for you, Ninja. <laughs> go stream some more. Uh, <laughs> go stream some more. Uh, Fortnite. Fortnite, yeah. But I mean, that's he's the biggest guy out there. I mean, the guy's on Ellen. The guy's everywhere. Uh, so that's not really, I'm not really shocked by that. Um, also, he's pc meaning that he is safe for work he's not gonna go in there and cuss he had changed the way that he streams so that's you know good for him he made a niche it's really hard to make money in this world so if you make money in this world by doing that i'm all for it buddy so first off i will do the first one res here and that was game of the year because i've already spoiled it and i was really excited for it so i'll go over it a little bit you could have your assassin's creed odyssey um which i have not played through celesti uh, which is Map Makes Games, which I have not seen or played. I'm not really sure, but that's great that uh, maybe an indie game got up there. Marvel Spider-Man, which I'm probably like 70% through on the mm-hmm. PS4. Fantastic game. I could definitely see it in there. Monster Hunter World was another one, and that's a Damien game. Damien loves that game, so I could see him being really hyped that it was one of the finalists. And then Red Dead Redemption 2. Now, when Red Dead Redemption 2 came out, I was really concerned. I was like, oh, I don't know if God of War is going to win now. I still want God of War to win. It's my favorite franchise. It's my favorite series. I've played through that game almost twice now. I kind of uh, stopped playing it because other games mm-hmm. came out. But God of War, it's just it's such a fantastic game, man. The story is just unbelievable. The voice acting, the the colors, uh, the graphics, the water in the game mm-hmm. is beautiful. Uh, just so many different things to hit on. But I'm really happy that... Yeah, I loved how... Uh, I got- Again, never got to play it, obviously. That's not an Xbox title, correct? Yeah. No, it's right. just Sony so, exclusive, uh, yeah. But I definitely liked it. I liked how the father and son play off each other in that game. Uh, I think that's definitely something kind of kind of beautiful, how, how it, they were woven into each other. Yeah, and the story behind those two getting together and where it starts from to where it ends is just a father-son bonding experience, and you can see the relationship growing as the game yeah. goes on. So... You're right. That is the most compelling part of this game for the story mm-hmm. side of things. Yeah, so best ongoing game, uh, Destiny 2, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, and Rainbow Six Siege. That's that's an interesting grouping of five, five games there because you got Destiny 2 and No Man's Sky where they've gone through you know, ups and downs through their the history of the games itself. You know, Destiny being at a, at a starting off at such a low and then kind of getting real high 
and then starting off real bad in Destiny 2, and then now they've uh, really stepped up their game, and it's not enough to get me back, and it's not because it's a bad game, it's just because I don't want to grind out my life anymore. But um, that, but that definitely that game has pulled the people back in, and uh, No Man's Sky is a lot like that, where it started off, you know, uh, just terrible, and you know, it, it being a joke of a game, and now it's uh, much better, and people enjoy it, and they 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 changed what they needed to change, and they made it better. They listened to their fans, so uh, those two games there is interesting. I really felt like I don't know. Seeing Fortnite winning that one, um, it's I, I kind of I know I know it's a great game. I know people like it. I just I just wish maybe one of those other two games maybe grabbed the victory there just for for going through what they've gone through. But but Fortnite got it, and I, I said I don't I don't like the PVE aspect of that game. But I guess because, obviously because of the fa- you know fascination and the popularity of the PvP game. It, takes the victory yeah definitely and i agree with you because i'm a day one buyer of no man's sky and i played just the heck out of the game because i always try to give games chances i know games get you know bad they get bad press Mm -hmm. from the beginning with something we're going to talk about later on with another game that both of you and me we do love and so no man's sky was a game that i was like no i'm still kind of enjoying it and i did just fall off uh, because something else came out probably and i was like ah it just doesn't really hold my attention but i never really crapped on the game too hard but what they've done since then two years later is really redeveloped and revamped this game. So I, I'm glad that they were in the finalists. It's just to give them some credit for what they have done at Hello Games. Kind of wish No Man's Sky would have won that, but Fortnite's so popular, man, they got to win something. All right, next one is Best Game Direction. We have A Way Out, Detroit Becoming Human, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Kind of all the same kind of same games here but a way out and detroit become human is a little bit newer there but i have not played a way out i heard a lot of people playing it and a lot of people loved it detroit become human was a game i was going to pick up a couple of my friends have played it and they really enjoyed the game but the winner was for best game direction was god of war again which i'm super happy about i'll take any award for god of war i think it's the best game of the year and that just skipping to best narrative i what do you think we talked about god of war's story uh, yet they did not win that one, and uh, so that is that two powerhouses going up against each other. The story for God of War, and the story for Red Dead Redemption Two. Do, do you are you satisfied with that uh, selection? Yeah, just because there's more characters in Red Dead Redemption Two, and there's actually more characters that I care about Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption Two in the gang, in the Vandalier gang, and Vandalier himself, which you really don't get to know so well in the from the first game. And so this being a prequel, you really get to know this guy and he's warm and he's welcoming. And so they open up something new that you're not really sure what was going to happen with these characters. So I totally get them winning, you know, best narrative. I am not surprised Red Dead Redemption uh, won the best audio design uh, and best score music. Uh, I mean, it's it's Rockstar, it's... Uh, NPC characters, thousands and millions of hundreds of thousands of lines uh, recorded for every yes. one of their games. I mean, that's just an easy slam dunk uh, win, uh, I believe, my opinion for Red Dead Redemption 2 for both those categories. I mean, now you've played Red Dead Redemption and probably Grand Theft Auto. Uh, do you just think it's one and the same? Any any game kind of elevate itself over the other? Yeah, I'm I'm more of a fan of Red Dead Redemption. Uh, the storylines with like Trevor and Michael from Grand Theft Auto Five, 
I enjoyed. I wasn't too much into the online stuff. I played a little bit of it. It's not really for me. It's fun to go and blow some stuff up when you want to blow some stuff up or jump out of a plane and, you know, blow the plane up as you're jumping out, you know. Let's die hard this whole world up. Uh, That's all fun and games, but I read Dead Redemption 2 and the world they built and the graphics now and the colors and you know riding the horse and hitting cinematic view putting the controller down go get a beer or you're dead (laughs) (laughs) there is that too i've been killed before and they killed my horse the other day damn it my horse i've had since the beginning of the game it finally died on me and i had to buy a new horse i'm very sad about that but yeah but it's there's too many great things about red dead to even mention because some of the things i forget so yeah i red dead is way above for me for Mm -hmm. the grand theft auto 5 but like you said i they put so much work into it into the voice acting and all the npcs all the voice acting is perfect so of course they're going to win that the one i did want to point out was best performance and that is by roger clark who plays arthur morgan and red dead redemption 2 Our, i mean arthur morgan is a character you kind of fall in love with and i'm not completed the game yet but i'm like 70 to 80 percent done where i'm at now with arthur morgan it's a place that like I, I'm, I'm feeling uh all different types of emotions so for the game can make you do that get some highs and lows with the character you're with um, he did a really good job and he's really cool on social media taking photos with the other performers and uh, uh, from the Red Dead Redemption 2 when they're out to eat and stuff. So I enjoyed that. You know, uh, the one thing that I think uh, that I would have liked to see, and again, I'm not too familiar with these awards and uh, I'm surprised that Nathan Fillion vo- voicing Cade 6 from Destiny is not um not even mentioned yeah yeah that's a good i mean he he i think you know made that character into some definitely was well worth a nomination kate six is i mean not only my favorite character but it's most people's favorite yeah. character in the game he, he's amazing christopher judge as kratos did get a nod and he did a fantastic job as kratos mm-hmm. of, for god of war so the last two we're gonna hit is just best action game and then best action adventure game and then role best role-playing game and i'm just doing that for damien so best action game was dead cells uh black ops 4 was in there destiny 2 far cry 5 and mega man 11 were all announced winner dead cells from motion twin i have not played yeah. that game no you have not played League of Res, yeah. In fact, I've never even heard of it. I'm I'm 100 with you, man. And then best action adventure game. <laughs> I'm only putting this on there just to kind of stack it on there for me, Res, and that's God of War again. He, yeah. They won best action yeah. adventure. Game. Sony Santa Monica did such a fantastic game, uh, a job with that game. And the best one, real quick, is just best role playing game. And I'm only mentioning that because Damien's out there in the world and Monster Hunter won for that Monster Hunter World Capcom. And Damien is a huge, huge fan of that game. Play that game, but I definitely had tons of friends. Me either, man. Did. And but I will say that it definitely not did not keep their attention for long. But then again, I don't know any of the other. Obviously, I've heard of Dragon Quest, but any of the other games, I know nothing about. But uh, Monster Hunter, uh, I definitely had friends that played it for maybe like a month, a month and a half at the most, and then moved on. So I, you know, congrats, congrats to them for that for that victory. But you know, yeah. I, I never got into it. Uh, but I, again, I did, you know, I saw my friends enjoying it, but not for too long. I like Capcom games. I'm a big mm-hmm. Resident Evil fan. Capcom usually makes games yeah. that I care about. Monster Hunt, Monster Hunter was just not one from like Nintendo DS or 3DS that I ever really got into. Uh, my kids never really got into it. So that means I'm not into it. But Damien, Damien's played it and his kids have always played it. So he's always been really high on Monster Hunter. So there you go, Damien. One win for you, buddy. Congrats to Damien. <laughs> All right, next up, we are going to go into Game well, Chat. The one thing I will mention that I don't think it was a part of the awards 
was the information about Borderlands 3 coming out this week. Yeah, that was that is uh, right. Yeah, some excitement brewed inside my belly, and because uh, I loved Borderlands 2, pumped a lot of hours into Borderlands 2, and uh, I definitely always loved the art direction, character, looting, uh, looter shooter. It's definitely top notch in my book, and I'm looking forward to seeing more information come out about Borderlands 3 in the near future. That is an amazing announcement that happened that we should have put in the notes, and that passed me. It's one of those games that just kind of fell through the cracks for me. I never really got into Borderlands 1. I, You know what? I did play it when it came out free on gold at some point. I remember trying to get into it. So many great games out there, and some games just pass yeah. you by. And that's just two of the games that I know they're highly regarded, just like... Uh, um, what is the other multiplayer shooter? Oh, Overwatch. Sorry, Overwatch. I never, never started playing Overwatch either. Yeah, I never played Borderlands One. I started with Borderlands Two. I think I probably took part in the same free month or whatever that you were talking about. Tried to play Borderlands One. I never really quite get into it after Borderlands Two being such a fun experience for me. I, I, I just couldn't get into Borderlands One. I know it was still a great game for that. If I, if I played it at the time it came out, I know I would have loved it. Yeah, I, and like you said before the art direction is what's kind of caught my eye also yeah. i love the art direction it's a beautiful beautiful game something we'll talk about later is vibrant colors but next we are going to go into game chat into a game that me and you both have played and we both like and don't like at the same time i think you're liking it a little bit more than i'm liking it i did get three hours into it close to three hours into it yesterday because i wanted to check out the new patches and to see if my power armor will work and hooray i can get in and out of my power armor again and not only that but dude i don't know if i was just like tripping yeah. over power armors i found three in like a single yeah. playthrough for three hours which was incredible yeah it's the that man bethesda it's been a weird two weeks. It's been it's been a weird month for uh, for Bethesda. Yeah, and that's one of the game developers that's in high regard for people, and have always been in high regard for people because of the games they make. And this is just this is just bonkers what is happening this week. And the first thing, the first note that Reza put down is negative press. And Brez, what kind of negative press are you seeing out there that's got you a little concerned? Well, I mean, it is. Obviously, I don't always like to listen to the naysayers. Um, the, that, and I don't really read a lot of reviews. I, I, I don't really, you know, I don't really know any of those people personally, so it doesn't matter too much to me. I, I, I like to rely on what I feel about a game. Form your own opinion, yes. Right, and uh, but whew, boy, man, the scores are so low, and and as it came out, is it's. Right now, it's at the lowest uh, user score of any Fallout game, including DLCs ever. Uh, so, and you were talking about some of the the reviews um, and their scores. And yeah, I mean, there's some low scores out there. Like Metro's given a three out of ten. Push Square three out of ten. That's on PS4. Six, the Six Axis on PS4 is three out of ten. Uh, video gamers four out of ten but i mean there's some better scores i mean ign's giving it 50 out of 100 which is 50 percent game informer 610 attack of the fanboy 2.5 out of 5 on pc it's so weird to me because the the fever that was surrounding the beta and like the excitement and the you know clamoring for more beta time and then as soon as the game was released it was like okay we now got this and now i don't care anymore it, it, it sucks there's this there's that um, and so it's so funny to me the the flipping of you know what it, uh, of it. I mean, when when we had when people had time to play the game, um, I didn't hear uh, 
any of, of the problems. I mean, yeah, people always were clamoring on the, the no NPC bit of it. Um, but I just thought that was, you know, you know, the old guard of Fallout really trying to just hammer home that they need NPCs for some reason. But um, and then it's just the game came out and it's just like, wow. It really frustrated me in the beginning. We talked about it the last time we talked about 76. Um, you know, I, I, I was asking for just, you know, letting the game breathe. But unfortunately, um, Bethesda is not even letting themselves breathe. They just they just keep covering up and, and choking themselves out of the oxygen. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it, I, I think the press... The negative press is well worth it at this moment in time. There, um, and the negative press continues the narrative of this is not a great game. Uh, the narrative will continue to stay out there. Instead of letting the game breathe like you're talking about and having the game only be out there for like a month now. Uh, I forget, is it, what are we, five weeks, four weeks, Res? We're right around there, right? Not even, a, I mean, it came out the 14th, so it's, we're not there yet. We're not. Yeah, you're right. So we're three and a half weeks. And it, so they're not even getting them the chance itself to breathe. Like Res is saying, they are choking themselves. And and there's a few reasons for that. And We'll, we'll continue on and we'll get into some of the other stuff that a lot of people are hammering about, including something that I found on Reddit that was kind of kind of scary, actually. Um, but first thing is that bugs. How are you feeling about the bugs so far? Well, I haven't. I mean, I'm not always looking for bugs. And so I, I see, you know, some bugs. Obviously, I, I, I came in, I come into where I can't see my missions. I can't see icons on the map. Um uh, we have already talked about my camps disappearing, which I literally just logged in tonight, and my camp's gone again. But this time, there's nobody in the area. Nobody's camps in the area, so I don't know what happened. Later on, after we record, I'm gonna go cry in a. a <laughs> I, I literally planned my camp way out in the forest of the northwest, so I wouldn't have to worry about this, and yet I still lose my camp. But anyway, um, but so if you look on if you look on Reddit, there's you know, a bunch of good. Uh, redditors who have compiled a list of bugs and it's just ridiculous and so it frustrates me because you know i see them worrying about the stash side uh worrying about balancing like uh, don't worry about balancing if the game's not working yet so it's 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 frustrating to me because i want bethesda to succeed and i'm i want to be able to say shut up haters just shut up. But then I'm like, I can't tell you to shut up because you're right. They they need to just fix all these bugs. And it, it's if people say they rush the game. And in my mind, I'm like, that's impossible. They couldn't have rushed this game. They've been working on it for five. They I keep you know hearing Gardner saying how much he's been playing. Pete Hines how much he's been playing. We're playing our asses off. We're playing this every day. We can't wait for it to. We can't wait for it to show it to you. Um, if you've been playing the game all this time, why is there all these friggin' bugs? Do you think that this year at E3, that when they announced the game, that it may be so? What they were saying is that hey, look, it's been we've been developing it for five years. We probably need to push it out there and get people on the servers to see exactly what is happening. Because we were seeing bugs, but let's let's get more people out there to play it. It's like maybe at E3 they should have announced that they're going to beta the game throughout the year. And then next year they're going to actually launch the game. Wouldn't that have been better to give people opportunities in 12-month period of time, maybe 20 different beta times? 
40 different beta times, something like that to actually really straighten out all these bugs. I mean, there's still a mission called Kill Evan that I cannot get done because every time I join the server, Evan's already dead and he's not responding yeah. because somebody else has killed him. It's just silly little bugs like that that just seem to kind of hang you up. Mm -hmm. And I have to kill Evan to keep my, my overseer tapes to go. So I'm kind of stuck at this one point right now, which is kind of frustrating. Yeah. But how do you think about that? What do you think about if we let it breathe for a year? I mean, to me, I'm like... Okay, does it really matter if the game? Okay, unless unless you're saying all these betas would be free somehow, because maybe pre-ordered, and then you get to play all the betas. But then you could cancel your pre-order if you didn't like it. So, and it, you know, logically, it'd be free, you know. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, it's like I guess that would just fall into the narrative about we were talking with uh, uh, Dano from the Hot Drop and and the Fallout channel, where he was talking about the the landscape of gaming these days, where they release the game and then fix it. Um, I mean, to me, that yeah. to me that seems like it basically. Re so I guess you're saying the PUBG model, you release it for a year, maybe at a cheaper price, and yeah, yeah, that would have worked too. Yeah, I was thinking more of like just throw up because before they were giving us beta windows, yeah, and they were trying to fix things before the full launch. Yeah. But if you're going to say it's a AAA title and charge people $60 then have all these bugs and different numerous crashes from the server and your camps disappearing and armor being stuck and just numerous, numerous problems, wouldn't, you, wouldn't it be better if they just open up that beta window for a year? And I'm not saying 24-7, just different windows, fix. Here it is again. Try this out, guys. Fix. So you're kind of in like yeah. you're in the alpha class and then you get into the beta class and then, you know, the game is eventually released and it's a great game. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying the game, but even at the end of that, I still think the 40 point, the $40 price point would have been better and maybe soften the blow on some people that I paid the $60 for. I just think because, and this is, you know, what we knew what was going to happen in a sense, the Fallout franchise, they do so, they try to do so much with their games then you get into the coding knowledge, which I don't have any. But I, you know, yes. you do you, you touch something and it reverberates five to ten things down the line and screws up something like. So already they they've had one or what two patches now, and with each patch, there's been you know more problems that have occurred because of that patch. Um, so it's like they have to they need to, I think, uh, again going back to focusing on the bugs and not worrying about you know balancing which they could create new bugs with so i don't know i i think they really um have to pull it in pull it together um my buddy who also streams on twitch uh Rigglemania was talking about how the december 4th patch was really gonna kind of make or break a few people and and i think it definitely was not successful um and so people are now saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to play, but I'm going to wait. Like you, you said it, you said, I'm going to wait till they fix the game. So when I put, I put myself on a week hold until December 4th patch. Yeah. yeah I mean, but when, so that's you, but probably other people, like I'm going to wait till it's fixed. When is that going to be? It, that might not be for a while. So it, it, it's, it's alarming and it's frustrating because I want to see people in the game. I want to see what people can do with the game on that other aspect because we knew that again we were going to be creating a lot of the content ourselves either with story with role playing but we can't get to that part yet 
we can't get to that part yet until the game's fixed. No, we can't. And today, or uh, yesterday when I was playing, a couple bugs that I did find was I got disconnected from the server from one. But, I mean, I'm not too mad about the disconnection from the server. That might happen here or there. It happens on PUBG. Mm -hmm. It happens on Fortnite. It happens everywhere for these massive multiplayer online games. Uh, Two, the second thing I had is when I'm trying to break down my junk or break down my weapons Mm -hmm. to get more stuff... It's really slow and it's glitchy when I'm trying to do it really fast and just get get stuff broken down yeah. real quick and put it in my, yeah. you know, put it in my box and then move on with my game. That kind of gets slow. And then the building aspect too, it's still kind of glitchy where I am selecting the stuff I want and I'm trying to put it in this one place and it's taking yeah. me a minute to actually get it into the right location. Yeah. And that just kind of the gameplay in itself the building aspect and we do know in the december 11th patch they were introducing a bulldozer thing which we had brought up when we did the 76 show mm-hmm. is that you can move items from the map that clear out of space so you have a flatter surface or nothing in your way to build so i am looking forward to that because that might fix some of the problems that i'm having well again now see so again bethesda kind of putting the the cart before the horse here is they've realized now that for consoles they got to push this December 11th patch till the 13th. I mean, it's not a huge pushback, but it's again a little bit alarming. They're like, okay, they're having trouble doing this yet. They're trying to already add content. Like, I'm I'm, I'm happy they're going to add this this bulldozer thing, but how much more of the building problem? That's the building that's already a problem. How is more gonna? How is it gonna affect it? Maybe even more badly. Wow, that is a horrible. <laughs> that sentence was shit. But um, what I mean is, I mean, I don't want you to keep adding content right now. I need you to fix what the problem. And this is something that me and you have talked about, and a lot of guys about PUBG. Like, do we need the Winchester, or can we just fix Miramar? Do I have? I'm, I'm still landing on buildings that are. Play doughy. Uh, I don't need the revolver, you know. So we were saying this, you know, months ago from a different game is fix fix what you need to fix, make the game work, and then add in the stupid content if you want to. Because nobody's using the yeah, nobody's using the Winchester anyways. Some people are dressing up like Harley Quinn. Fantastic, go at it. I don't care. <laughs> I'd rather just have the game fixed. And it's very frustrating to play in the live arena of fallout 76 and have to i i feel a panic when i'm like crap i have to change my weapon oh my god i gotta go into my pit boy i gotta wait for the inventory to trigger i gotta wait for it to go down and all the reason and all the while those small miners don't have the lag that i have and they're punching me in the face and so uh it's it's definitely a you know a frustrating thing to deal with while you just want to enjoy the game for what it is, and that's what I'm trying to do. And I, I know it's a good game. And nothing's changed, I think, with the people that love the game on day one. They still love the game right now. They're they're still playing it. They're dealing with the bugs. They're giving Bethesda. They're giving them the time to fix the game. The negative part of the negative um, people are not being quelled because the more sh- crap that's piled on part. And now, you know, now you got the stuff outside of the game, too. I mean, the, the collector's edition stuff this past couple of weeks. Yeah, let's jump into that. What What's happening with the collector's edition? So... What is going on here? They The story seems to be that they, they made the decision a while ago, even though after it was announced, after people bought it, they made the decision that they could not do provide the canvas bags with 
the collector's edition. Remind people of what's in the collector's edition for Fallout 76. Uh, it was a power armor helmet. It was a glow-in-the-dark map, which I was I would love that. Um, yeah. It was 24 uh, collectible little figurines and the in-game bonus items, and then and then was this supposed to be this canvas bag, and they switched it to a nylon bag. They switched it on the website on Fallout's website, from what I understand of the story and trying to line up other timelines and whatnot. They did change it on the website. However, the problem is, is retailers didn't. Retailers... They actually didn't change it on the website until it was called out. Okay. It still said canvas bag, and then when it was called out, because I was following this on the Fallout 76 Reddit forums, mm-hmm. and then they it was announced that uh, somebody had posted, oh, they finally changed it to nylon bag after people were complaining about it. So that was one of the gripes of people that the mm-hmm. actual the Power Armor di- edition on, on the Fallout 76 mm-hmm. website, it was still saying the canvas bag. As of when, do you know? I, thought- I can't remember, but it was like day one or day two of the controversy and all the articles coming out. I think it was within the, the 48 hours they had changed it, updated the website. All right. I, I definitely thought I, I read something different than that, but okay. Um, so that's that's so that's even worse. If that's what it was, the day one, day two, when it first came out, that, that makes it even worse that they then changed uh, the language on the website. If I'm wrong, somebody let us know because I'm pretty sure I read that. I just don't have it on my e- notes. Either way, they handled it wrong. Yeah. I mean, either Correct, way, they yes. handled it bad. I went over this in my head, going back and forth, because trying to put myself into somebody who buys collector's editions, which I don't. Um, but I felt like if I was one of those people, I'm buying it because I love the company and I love having something special from the game. And I'm thinking, uh, you know, I'm seeing this power helm- power armor helmet on the shelf, bag next to it. I don't think I would really care if it was nylon or canvas. That's I don't think I would. And see, my point was, and I actually made a Reddit post on the Fallout 76 subreddit. I made a Reddit post on that, and I was being genuine. I was like, who bought the Power Armor edition? And I think I only had like 15 to 20 comments or something, and people thought I was trolling, but I really wasn't trolling. I was just curious. Mm -hmm. Who bought it, and what item did you like out of the Power Armor edition? And Silver, who uh, is on the show, she bought it, and she likes the helmet. She says it fits over your head. The voice modulator is just kind of like an echoey thing. It's not really that great. But she also said that the material and how it's made is better than the Pip-Boy that you've gotten from the Collector's Edition from Fallout 4. And also, I heard that on the the uh, the Reddit subreddit, the, the post I had, uh, two or three people were telling me the same thing, that it's a better, higher quality than the actual Pip-Boy. And this is my point exactly. And when E3 happened and it showed everybody the helmet and like, look, you can own this helmet that fits on your head. That's why you bought it. You didn't buy it for the nylon bag or canvas bag. But at the same time, when people find something to grab a hold of and complain about, that's what the internet is. And so they found this canvas bag. I'm jumping all over them right now about it. And it's really silly because, for one, guys, collector's editions, they don't hold their value. There's too many of them made. If you want to collect and just put on your shelf, I get it. But if you're an actual collector of, like, old school video game stuff or figurines or whatever you want to collect i collect everything walking dead i have more toys in my office right now than my kid does and they can't touch them and it's ridiculous i know it's ridiculous and these are also mass produced but it's just something i I love i love walking dead 
I don't collect these collector's editions because they're not worth anything. And I'm spending way high high retail value for something that is not worth what it's costing me. Now, the glow-in-the-dark map, if I could find that on eBay and frame and put on my wall, yeah. res. I'm, yeah. I'm all on yeah. it, man. If I could find that for 15 20 bucks, yeah. whatever it is, I'll, I'll, I'll overpay for that just because that's the one item I actually think I would enjoy. Mm-hmm. I could buy the helmet, the Dark Vader helmet at, or Transformers helmet at, at Target for 30 bucks and give it to my kid and he can have fun with that. I mean, it's the same thing. Now, another thing that I found on Reddit since I'm talking about it is username Jesse Pie. Go on to the Fallout 76 subreddit, look up Jesse Pie's post. This person, he or she, has everybody's personal information from the situation where if you had purchased the power armor edition and you received the nylon bag they were allowing you to switch the nylon bag to a canvas bag you just had to fill out a simple form and they would replace the bag before you and send you a new canvas bag which i looked up the canvas bag it's actually pretty nice mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind having it but this person on the subreddit jesse pie had put out there that hey guys I am getting your support tickets on my Bethesda account. Good Lord, Rez, I cannot say that. And I know where you all live, which is a scary headline. It's just like, whoa. But then when you get into the deep, the content of this post, it's actually a very thoughtful person that's saying, hey, look, I'm getting all your guys' information for some reason. It's being sent all my way. Now, they did post a picture of it at first that was crossing off everybody's things. And it was removed by one of the uh, oversee the Fallout 76 Reddit forum. And they were saying that it is legit. So that's all I'm taking it on is that they saw it. They say it's legit, but we're taking it down. We don't want people's information to get stolen. And this person, this this thing has over almost 30,000 people have looked at this and uh, and liked it. And also there is uh, 2.6 thousand comments on it. It's a huge post in the subreddit. People have gave this this person Jesse Pie gold, silver, you know, they have paid back for this. The note is, though, and I just want to add this in because uh, this person has added this in later, is that the last four digits of the credit cards were the only thing visible on the receipts. So they weren't really getting all your credit card information. Yeah. The post headline is kind of scary. And Silver, who had bought the Power Armor Edition, she'd happened to buy it through GameStop, though. I had let her know about it. She's okay. She uses PayPal. So anybody out there that's bought the Power Armor Edition... Check your credit card. Check whatever you bought it on. Just keep yourself safe. Um, if if the information is seriously being leaked and all this one person is getting it, hopefully they've been contacted and they were trying to fix it. Yeah, I mean, it's another one of those, and it, it might be that I'm just too much pushover comes to mind, but I don't think it's that. I, I mean, I, I hear about this and I'm like, okay, yeah, uh, another shitty thing for Bethesda. Yep. And then I say, okay, so in reality, I could get somebody's address if i wanted it without without yes. needing it to be given to me is somebody from portland oregon gonna travel to somebody's house in jacksonville florida just because maybe maybe <laughs> um and most information were addresses sorry Riz. most information were addresses phone numbers and names and then the account of their bethesda account to get the canvas back switched out and a lot of that stuff, if you have somebody's real name, a lot of that stuff you can Google. Yeah, did they get the name? I thought it was just the username. It's just the username. Yeah. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah. But if you had to put your, I'm sorry, if you put your full name into the account for your under your username, yeah. they did get that too. I'm not sure how the form uh, was yeah. laid out. I didn't have to fill it out. Again, I don't buy the collector's editions. Still, at, at the end of the day, it's a what the Bethesda. You continue to kick yourself 
the groin region. I mean, like, how does that even happen? Like, I can't even, I don't even know how that happens technically. Like, well, because I think what happens is that you put your amateur crew on this because you're trying to fix the game, maybe. Yeah. And so you put your amateur crew on there. I don't, that's a big leak, and I don't know what happens. Now, other people on the subreddit have posted uh, laws that are breaking in different sure. states from leaking your information. There is a there is a weird lawsuit pending about the canvas bag and not returning money. Yeah. So it's this bad press is just like tripled down yeah. on them over this game that has a lot of buggy issues. Now, if the game came out and it was perfect and it had bad press, the game would kind of oversee the bad press. But since the game has problems and not getting high reviews and bad user scores and not many people playing it right now, ah, it's just an avalanche of crap coming down on them. It's just not a good end of 18 i don't think todd <laughs> howard pictured the end of 2018 happening like this no he he was definitely thinking of a high note after that e3 because who was hyped after e3 we all were i was i mean not everybody yeah. not everybody we had the hashtag save player one crap going on but not not everybody was happy that's just ridiculous because it's not like they're not going to make a fallout right. 5 they'll uh, make a fallout course, 5 you know of course but again they're just they're diving into something yep. new, and people were excited for it. So we've we've so that that was Bethesda's, um, you know, bad, bad week. I think we've we've hit a lot of things. Now we did talk about how you know more bugs happening from the the, the new patches. You know, we do have another patch coming next next week. Uh, this. And that is week. the 13th res? Well, 11th for the PC. It was pushed back to the 13th as of now for PS4 and Xbox. Mostly because okay. they want to test it a little bit more because of the lack of easily hot-fixing stuff on the consoles. They, they would have to get permission and all that good stuff. So we'll see, again, how this patch works. We talked about the bulldozer feature. Uh, you're going to be able to respec your special categories so after every level up you can use that perk point to move a special so oh okay you're level 50 you're not going to get any more perk points but you're going to be able to allot one to us so if you have 10 in strength and nine in luck you want to move that one from strength to luck to make it nine and ten you'll be able to do that. That's, That's interesting. I like that. Okay. Really want to rework and not start a new character. Maybe you just need to move three points. You level up three times, move it over to wherever you want it to go. I think that's cool. If you want to totally rework yeah. your character, you probably should just start a new one. But if you just needed to move a couple of points, then sure, that's going to work. Rez, I'm level 22 right now, and I'm kind of balanced. I am I think I'm four across the board or five across the board right now. I believe I'm four across the board. I kind of balance my character out and just make it uh, kind of even all the way down. Do you recommend people... And now, I do like the cards where I can carry more equipment because I hate being overcumbered. Yeah. It drives me crazy, but I want to pick everything else up. I'm like a, I'm a scavenger. Do you recommend anybody? It, it, I guess it kind of depends on your play type. But how are you playing? Are you are you leveling across right the board? Right now, I'm uh, ten, 10 in uh, strength. Ten, I think I'm ten in perception, and then high. Like you can put there's there's a lot of points to a lot, and then I'm high in luck as well because I really like the shotgun perks and strength. I like the luck per uh, luck perk cards. I think they're really good. So right now I'm kind of like heavy in strength, perception. I'm kind of high in endurance as well, and then luck. So um, you know, it's it's. I don't think there's too much 
I think there is a lot of perk points right now, you know, so... And a lot of cards to choose from, and they keep putting out new cards, too, that I see, or just one that I haven't received yeah. yet. One of them that I'm using now, because I'm trying to build a new base, as me and Rez talked about, I'm building a new one. I need lots of wood. I'm trying to build... Uh, a three-story base and so i put out a per card where i get 20 percent more wood every time i collect wood so i do love those type of cards where it helped me right now but maybe when I, my base is built and i'm set i can go ahead and, and discard that and put something else in its place yeah yeah so i so so i just looked it up real quick i'm 10 10 7 7 7 4 8 and i'm level i'm almost 50 so i'm almost you know running out of my perk points so you can you can get a lot i'm, I'm level 47 so i still have three level ups to go and um 10 10 7 7 7 4 8 so if i just throw the rest of the agility i'm going to be 10 10 7 7 7 7 8 so it's like it's even it's really kind of that is pretty even yeah we'll see we'll see how they really they're probably looking forward to the christmas break <laughs> um, <laughs> i think i think i think this is not something they figured was going to happen and yes and one more thing we should mention res before we completely jump off the canvas and nylon mm -hmm. bag is that at first instead of just offering the canvas bag or at first just coming out and saying yeah. hey we're just using nylon bags they threw out this 500 atom thing which in the game the canvas bag actually costs 700 atoms it was just completely ridiculous at least they could have matched it up to the the canvas bag <laughs> in the game the in purchase yeah. came but 500 atom which which i equivalent of the U usd is like five dollars or something yeah yeah, that, that, that wasn't a good idea. The bag itself cost $17 on Amazon. Somebody had looked up, and so that's just ridiculous too. But we're kind of entering on a high note for Fallout 76 because we both love the game. And so what I'm going to say is that yesterday when I was playing Res is the first time in-game that a nuclear explosion had happened. And I was really mm -hmm. excited. I saw the countdown coming, and I wasn't too far away from where it was going to explode mm -hmm. at. So I just started moving my way that way. Now, again, I'm only level 22. I grabbed my power armor, and I started heading that direction. I instantly was killed by level 58 uh, moles and they're nuclear moles. They're all green. They're bubbly and they just punched the hell out of me and I died. And so I had to respawn back in my camp and grab some better equipment and some higher level guns that I had stored. And luckily I was able to friend somebody. The nuke zone. The nuke yeah. zone. Thank you. Inside yeah. the nuke zone, I was luckily uh, to friend somebody. So I got a fast travel back nice. to him for free, which was very nice of that player. It's something that's happening on the subreddit forums. Something I'm going to mention real quick is if somebody is befriending you on the game you don't know who they are they're probably just trying to fast travel to your location mm -hmm. that's really far away from them for free so go ahead and befriend them real quick and then let them fast travel and then just kick them out of your team if that's what you want but uh there's something going on in the forums where we're helping each other out not spending caps so he he was one of those guys obviously he preferred he let me join the team i jump in there i helped him shoot some of the guys both these guys are level 50 plus they kill all these nuclear mole rats but i collected a lot of great gear yeah. from them and then i just i i fast travel back to my camp real quick because i was gonna die i was running out of raid x i was running out of everything uh i used so much of my resources for that but it was really fun man it was just a new experience in the game that i had not experienced yet and i can't wait to experience it again it is a cool raid zone end level yeah. end game zone now i i've been in a couple of nuked areas i have not seen the scorch beast queen yet but you kind of brought up a good point well, it made me think of the other side here is, again, I talk about them balancing whatever. Deal with the performance in a nuke zone because it's still kind of got problems. But it, it is, it's a very cool thing to, to go through, you know, with a team, lay waste to a bunch of enemies that are high level, you know, get drops, 
you know, get the flora from the area that's nuked out now. So it, it's a definitely a cool end game feature. And again, this is just the delivered end game content. It's there's gonna be more. That in itself is cool. And I, I've only got to play unfortunately three hours this week and i'm kind of bummed because i'm getting to that point where we've talked about it before and when you talked about fallout 4 i'm getting antsy now i'm getting antsy i'm almost like i need to just start new i need to start a new character like I, i'm almost like i'm almost like because I, I i log in i'm like i got all these quests don't know what i'm doing anymore i forgot and <laughs> i almost feel like i'm restarting my character so i get sidetracked all the time because i put myself on a little hiatus from the game and I waited till the patch came out because the f- power armor thing was really driving yeah. me crazy. But there's one where you have to get a, a power station, a workstation, I'm sorry. And you have to kill all the enemies around it and take over the station. And it's on top of this big structure. Uh, I forget the name of it now. There's so many different little locations on the Fallout uh, map. But it's really difficult to do, and I've done it before. And it took me a while to get to the top and actually kill all the baddies. So when I saw that pop up as one of my quests again, I was like, no, no. <laughs> I, I went into my pit boy. I took it off. I'm like, I'm not doing that again. I'm not doing that. That took me so much and used so much yeah. of my resources because I was trying to get this done. And it didn't pay off because I did get the the bonus. It gave me a stem yeah. pack. It, you know, it pops up the little bonus. It wasn't worth it because it took so much of my time and effort to get this done. So there, I think there's some side quests in there that can not be really yeah. worth it. And I get distracted on just going inside buildings and kind of exploring and just looking through. And I kind of enjoy that a little bit more than doing the side quests. And, and you also really, I think, to make the solo game better, as you talk about you expending your resources, this is what made me think about that, is if you're not using the proper perk cards on to, to trigger your guns, it is, you're just throwing ammo out the window you're throwing health stim packs out the window it's taking everything to take down these these enemies because if there are over your level or around your level they could be very spongy and you're using all your resources so you got to definitely work on your perk card so that's the thing i just i wish i could dump more time into this game but it's that thing we talked about in the very beginning of the podcast nick adulting sucks <laughs> you got to balance your life yeah. out and that's more important and that's the reason why damien's not on the show today because he needed to spend some time with his yeah. kid something came up and that's what happens and that's okay uh we we definitely put our family first here and that's geekologist radio so one more thing that we wanted to touch on is something that i was excited about so we're going to jump out of fallout and we didn't mention it in the game awards because it was one game that kind of just stuck out to me but it also really ties into the fallout and that's obsidian and the new game the outer worlds and i know it's kind of it kind of looked like to me the colors of no man's sky and the space travel of no man's sky with that fallout feel it was vibrant it was the characters were deep you can see right at the beginning the conversations that you're having the doctor that's helping you out from the beginning kind of looked like he was wearing a pit boy he had something around his his wrist the trailer really pulled me in though man i think i've watched it three or four times now it's something i'm really really excited for for 2019 is the game the outer Worlds. yeah bethesda just can't win man they (laughs) (laughs) i didn't think about that their shoulders are already low and then this trailer (laughs) came out and they're now under the ground and bethesda's shoulders are under the ground now it it definitely looked and it was it looked great it's exciting and I really, I tweeted this out because it really, it struck me. I was like, I almost felt like Obsidian made this trailer to punch Bethesda in the nuts because they literally, in like a quick, like edited um, clip, showed like five NPCs just all at once. Like NPC, 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 <laughs> NPC. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're just, 
it, they're just kicking Fallout 76 in the nuts. But uh, no, it looked really great. And, and literally the line she said, uh, something like, you know, choose what you want to do. You know, you do you. You do you. You do yeah. you. That's, that is what this game is That grabbed be. me too. And so... It's definitely exciting. So if you guys out there have not watched the trailer, definitely go watch the trailer out there from the Outer Worlds. And something I want to mention, I love it on the on, in this article that I was looking at, Rez. It says, a party of NPCs. Yeah. <laughs> a jubilee of NPCs. Do you, think they, they, do you think they edited the trailer because it said the original creators of Fallout and Fallout New Vegas? <laughs> I mean, do you think they edited that in I, there? I would but... not be surprised, man. I, don't, I thought there was no bad blood, but that... And it might it might be just a not bad blood, but it might be just a cutesy little tongue in cheek. Let me twist your nipples a little bit, and uh, you know, <laughs> just a little just a little little tweet of uh, of Bethesda. But no, it, it it's definitely exciting. And and when uh, what was the release day of that? It's in 2019. I didn't get I think the, the first day yet. quarter. I thought they. I, I I can't remember now. So this is an article from Polygon. And I'm just going to read a little headline here that said, Obsidian described the Outer Worlds as an alternative history future that transports the Gilded Age into the outer space, which we definitely see in the trailer. You see that it grabs you in, it pulls you in. The collection of mega corporations have bought and paid for a new colony in a star system far from humanity. Within it are two habitable worlds. And when the game begins terraforming, operations are already well underway. And the way this game sets you up is that you are in the second transportation ship. And it's supposed to be in light speed. You're supposed to get there very fast. But it gets knocked off course. You don't get there till 70 years later on. And now people are only supposed to light travel for about a decade. It says this scientist has made it okay for him brought these guys back to life. And when the trailer opens up, you are talking to this doctor slash scientist. I'm not sure. Engineer. It looks like he wears uh, all three caps. He also, the game uh, developer said, at the beginning of this game, if you watch this trailer, this guy is helping you. He's trying to direct you. They said you can just shoot him, kill him, and go work for the government. And when they said that, I was like, wow, they really are choosing your yeah. own adventure here. And like you said, you do yeah. you. If you don't want to listen to this guy, you're like, ah, oh, dude, you're annoying. You're wearing a wannabe pit boy. I don't want to talk to you anymore. I'm going to shoot you and just go work for yeah. the government. You can go do I mean, that. All the Fallout yes. stuff yes. is there. Uh, you know, you're the <laughs> you've been defrosted. The world, it's so they were talking about the world where it's oversaturated. Uh, that you know, it's they even sold the heck out of the you know the outer outskirts of the galaxy. So it's 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 another world that's done itself in. Like the it's kind of world. set up the same way, is it not? <laughs> just a little bit, little yeah. tweak there. This oh, time yeah. you're in space yeah, so. and you're being unfrozen and. Uh, it's something that grabbed us for the Game Awards this week. I think it was probably one of the trailers that was most watched besides Mortal Kombat 11 because people want to see uh, Scorpion and Raiden tear themselves apart again for the umpteenth a millionth time, like Rez pointed out. But Outer Worlds, it's, it looks fantastic. It's something that I'm excited for. And for this week, guys, we are going to end on the Outer Worlds. Something high, something new. You know, we're not going to dog down too much on Fallout 76. We did, but we did in Fallout 76 talking about things that we love about the game. Me and Rez are definitely, and Damien, are definitely still playing this game. We're going to continue still playing this game. So jump in the Discord, find us, hit us up, play along with us, and enjoy this world that we're enjoying. So you yes. can find us at Geekologist Radio at NinjaPancake.com, Twitter at Geekologist Radio, minus the T for character restrictions, on the web at www.ninjapancake.com Rez, where can we find you, buddy? You can find me, I'll, I'll uh, try to stream as much as possible, but uh, twitch.tv slash the downward spiral T-H-E-D-W-N-W-R-D 
spiral. I am quickly trying to put together a plan for my next marathon charity stream. It will definitely be the week after Christmas. Um, I will be supporting Chefs Feeding Kids, which is Chefs Feeding Kids, which is a nonprofit that will help that does help, you know, inner city kids who cannot get three full meals a day. They uh, this nonprofit teaches them how to cook for themselves, how to, you know, shop for for healthy foods and then make them for them. So with programs and, and, you know, just chefs going out and showing the kids how to do it, like actual chefs from restaurants going out there. So I'm going to be supporting that uh, nonprofit in the week after Christmas. I will announce the actual date later. And Nick, thanks again for uh, welcoming me into the Geekologist family. And I'm looking forward to uh, our future talks. Yeah, so our future talks are definitely going to be podcasting, streaming, this is why we love having Rez on here because he does both. And so we can get more people watching streams and bringing in smaller stream communities into the podcast like Games with Chin. Rez, where can we find you on Twitter, buddy? Again, it's the uh, it's the Doward Spiral at Twitch on Twitter. So this is what we'll do on this week. We'll definitely add Rez's Twitch link to the show notes. That way you guys can look at him, find him, like him, follow him. Add it into when he's when he's broadcasting. I know when Red broadcasts because it pops up on my phone, so I know I can start watching him, which I like that feature on Twitch. I like to know when my friends are, are up there streaming. And for this, guys, we are out. Oh.